ladies and gentlemen, here we are, episode 26, the most annoying, the shittest episode by far, 26, it's just a terrible number, especially in the way of darts, so we'll just get on with it, we can't dwell too much on the 26s, it is what it is, I can't avoid them, I playing darts and making a podcast. I still couldn't avoid episode 26. I could have gone straight to 27, but I thought we'll get it over with because I throw them even when I don't want to. So here we go. Uh, Today's episode is going to be about the action from the PDC over the weekend. There was so much darts all weekend, both far and away, here in Australia, over in England, in Germany. Wherever you went, there was darts. So... We're going to have one episode for the PDC action tonight and one episode tomorrow for the DPA action. I put that on my Facebook, so you probably already know that, all you listeners out there, you loyal, loving listeners. But yeah, PDC, that's what's going to happen. That's what we're going to talk about. We'll start off with MVG has taken night five of the Premier League, top of the table, back-to-back. If he keeps dominating Premier League stuff like that, having wins every night and doing it in pretty incredible fashion some of the times, then soon he's going to keep getting it done on the big stage. Uh, Gerwin Price had to pull out just hours before with a hand injury. Uh, So Joe Cullen gets a 6-0 bye straight through to round two. And that is fantastic for Joe to go straight through. That would be awesome to not have to play Gerwin Price. Well, We'll do our thing. We'll go player by player. I feel like that worked better than looking at match by match. So that's what we're going to do. I'm not keen on looking at my fantasy team. I forgot to change it. So I had Gerwin Price, who didn't play, Gary Anderson, who went out first round, and Johnny Clayton, who went okay, but we'll talk about that later. James Wade is our first player that we're going to look at. Strange to say that he went out straight up because he's been playing so well and even this game still played really well. He was scoring okay, finishing really well, but just didn't win. MVG, too good. It was a great game. It was a 6-5 to MVG, but, yeah, James Wade just couldn't get over the line. He had to keep himself in it with his bigger finishing. I think his average was 95 to MVG's 101, and, yeah, had to just hold on in there, but did. But, yeah, couldn't quite finish it off. James Wade scored two fantasy points this week. And, yeah, first round loss for the first round. I say first round. It is first round, but it's also quarterfinals. So not that big of a deal for James Wade because he'll just keep accumulating as he has been. Every time he loses a first round, the next week he performs pretty well. So look out for James Wade on night six. Peter Wright played Johnny Clayton. He did everything but win this match. They both had two 180s, but Peter Wright, 13 140s to 10, 18 tons to 16, 102 average to 92, 45% on the checkouts to 40. Did absolutely everything, but win this match. Uh, Johnny probably took out the bigger checkouts, which he had to because Peter Wright was all over him like a cheap suit. But he never thought Peter would lose this one. He just looked like he was going to win this one. Eventually get over the line and take it out and move on to the semi. He did miss two darts to win the last leg decider and Johnny took out 121 on the bull to get himself through and Peter Wright was out on the spot. So, so another one, there was James Wade looked like he could have won, Johnny Clayton looked like he could have won and ended up losing. 
both of those two ended up losing and not getting through. So world number one, lost first round. World number three coming into this, lost first round. And world number two did not play. So that starts at the moment. Peter Wright did not score any fantasy points. Well, I think he got two and then got deducted to two for losing a game. I think you lose two points for losing a match. I'm still yet to grasp it properly because I keep forgetting to change my team and not looking at it. So, yeah, we'll move on from my fantasy team. Uh, Gary Anderson lost 6-1 to Michael Smith. He really struggled to score 85 average, just 11 scores over the tonne. He only played seven legs, but you're expecting those guys, most times they step up to hit hit a tonne or at least a tonne, and maybe every second is a two two to three treble visit. That's how good the guys are these days. Only 7% on his doubles, so he's gone about one from, oh, one from 12, one from 13, so didn't finish well at all. It will click for Gaz, but, yeah, that was just a bit of a struggle to get anything done against Michael Smith. So, yeah, hopefully it clicks soon. It will click, but hopefully sooner rather than later to really boost his chances of getting through. It's a long Premier League. It's 17 weeks or something like that before finals, maybe just 16 before finals. But, yeah, it's got to, it's got to have to click soon because everyone else is starting to get wins on the board and start to leave him behind. Uh, negative two on the fantasy points. Uh, Joe Cullen made a semi-final by default. And... The two greatest words in the English language, as Homer Simpson would say, default. He only got one leg on the board in that semi-final, so he's made it through with a, a default 6-0 win and then only got one leg on the board against the rampant MVG. Never really got going, only an 88 average. And that's, you could kind of understand that. You'd be so used to – well, now you'd be kind of used to it. As I said, it's very similar to the Players' Championships. You're playing every – every couple of hours or so, probably not even hours, so like you're probably playing a game and then 10 minutes later you're on stage again. That's what the Premier League's like. You play, you go to the practice board, you play again. If you get all the way through to the final, then you play again after a little break. So to turn up, he probably, I think they said he turns up around 4 o'clock. That's roughly the time that Gerwin Price has pulled out. So he's sitting around until what, probably 7.30, 8 o'clock at night before his game and you can't just stay on the practice board. It's just not quite the same. So that would be tough for him to then step up and not just step up and play, but step up and face a, a rampant MVG. So he's doubled at 20%, averaged 88. So a bit of a bit of a struggle for him. Still good numbers by my standard, 20% on the doubles and 88 average. I'd love that. But not for, for Joe Cullen. We all know that. Um, weird to say only 20% on his doubles when I could just say one of five because he only got one on the leg on the board. And he's scored negative one in his fantasy points. So a negative two for Gaz, zero for Gerwin, zero for James Wade. Sorry. Oh, James Wade. Mine was probably a lot higher than zero, but uh, let me have a look. Two. Two points for James Wade. Zero for Peter Wright. Negative two for Gary. Negative one for Joe Cullen and Gerwin Price, obviously zero. All right, Johnny Clayton had a solid win, as I said, against... Peter Wright, he's never in this one. 10 points behind on the average, 92 to 102. Did so well just to hang in there, keep himself in touch, and pinched it with a 1-2-1 on the ball to to get the win. So well done to Johnny Clayton to take that match away from Snakebite. Snakebite never looked like losing. Once he gets those 140s up and running, he looks unstoppable every time, does Peter Wright. Uh, Johnny Clayton, though, 
He's had a 6-2 loss to Michael Smith in the semifinal. Definitely had his chances to win this one. He missed 12-plus darts at a double, just 14% on his checkouts. Finished the night with seven fantasy points, but will be disappointed not to put in a better performance in that semifinal. None of the players care about those fantasy numbers. That's just for me to sit there and ponder what could be because I'm not just crap at darts. I seem to be crap at this fantasy stuff too. I keep planning to change and I don't end up doing it. Frustrating. Michael Smith, after a tough week for him with all the so-called, no, I shouldn't say so-called because it was theirs, definitely there, the abuse online, <clears throat> the not unwarranted abuse online over his performance at the UK Open, which was just ridiculous. He let his darts take over. He had a 6-1 win over Gary Anderson, 40% on his checkouts, a 6-2 win over Johnny Clayton in the semifinal. He had a lower average by 1.89 to 90, but was able to finish at 46%. Uh, Johnny, as I said, went at 14% on his doubles, so he'd be very happy with that. And uh, couldn't get the job done in the final, but finished with 11 fantasy points. MVG, he had a tough one against James Wade, James Wade in the corner final, but a 96 average to 92, that was the averages. I think I said before, 95 to 100, but it was 96 to 92. He only doubled at 28% after 65% last week. Um, yeah, typical James Wade just to not let him get out of reach and stay in the contest. So, yeah, that was a typical typical game that you would expect between Michael Van Gerwen and James Wade. A 6-1 win in the semi against Joe Cullen. As I said, Joe Cullen's probably half asleep after sitting around waiting for that long. But MBG looked fantastic, 54% on his doubles. Had a 170 checkout. That was fantastic. A 101 average final against Bully Boy. He flew out the blocks to go 4-1 up. Bully Boy worked his way back a little bit, but MVG was just too good in the end. One at 6-4 with 103 average. And so that's back-to-back for Michael Van Gerwen, the first player to do it with this new format. And, of course, it was going to be MVG. He's now well and truly top of the ladder. Uh, He'd be spewing that the Premier League isn't ranked because that Drop, after dropping down to number five in the world, he would be absolutely over the moon if that would have counted as a ranking event because he'd be back up near number three easily. We'll have more to say on that soon. Uh, 24 fantasy points for the big grey machine. Now, the German Darts Open, Open Championship, whichever one it's called, it's the second Euro Tour event that the guys played. Uh, Peter Wright had to pull out of his quarterfinal before uh, with his he had to pull out from his quarterfinal with Michael Van Gerwen. Uh, he had a bit of a back complaint. Uh, no Gerwen Price due to that injured hand. And what a sad world some of the social people on social media must live in uh, to have all the stuff go on with Gerwen Price last week in his match against Michael Smith. Then to take on Michael Smith. And then they have a go at Gerwin Price again over his injury, saying, oh, he's cracked the shits that he's not number one. And having a go at Peter Wright, saying he didn't want to didn't want to take on Michael Van Gerwen. You really do hope that they're joking because that's outrageous. You saw that he was had a sore back in his previous matches, Peter Wright, at 50 years of age. That sort of happens when you get to that age. I get a sore back all the time. But it's, it's darts and darts, depending on your stance, it can definitely be very, very tricky on your on your back. So you've, if you don't, haven't got a really relaxed, simple stance, 
a lot of people lean high up on one leg and put a lot of pressure on that leg. And that does create a lot of tension and strain in your back. So if it's a little bit sore, you've, you're stuffed and you might as well pull out rather than put yourself through that pain because back pain is relentless. David Heather came into the event of the last 16 because he's now seated pretty highly in a lot of stuff. The Euro Tour now, he came in at seat at 11. So he goes straight through to the next round, which is fantastic news. And had to play Martin Lukman. Lukman jumped out to a 3-0 lead. Then he got himself to 5-2, and that's when Damon Hedder came to life. Now, these two have played each other before. Martin Lukman's first ever match with the PDC Tour card, he got 6-1 by Damon Hedder at the first Players' Championship event, which would have been last year's. This is Martin Lukman's second year with a tour card. But, yeah, Damon Hedder came to life after going 5-2 down, that's for sure. Had a peg of 116-94. Got it back to 5-all. Needed the break throw to win in the deciding leg and gave himself every chance. He threw a 135 to leave 65. Martin Lukman has hit back-to-back 180s to leave himself 8 so setting himself up well there. Damon Hetter has hit a 20 while going for the ball to leave tops on the 65. Uh, so he's hit 20. He's then going for 13 for 32. And unfortunately, he's missed the big 13. And he's hit six and had to go for, unfortunately, yeah, he had to hit a seven to leave himself double 16. And it just didn't work out. Martin Lukeman, after hitting those two 180s, hit his first dart at double to take it out. So double four it was. Yeah, but it was a great performance by both, and the stats in this one were outrageous. Damon Hedder's averaged 108 to Martin Lukeman's 104. 45% on his checkouts, Damon Hedder. That was bettered by Martin Lukeman with 55. He was hitting everything he went for. First go. Which, even against Damien Hedder, it's fantastic to see. I do enjoy watching someone walk up and nail a double first go because you know that feeling when you go up there yourself. So you always you always want to see it. Now, he should have wrapped there. There was a couple of 12-dart legs. Damien Hedder hit a 10-dart leg. He should have wrapped it up with an 11 or a 12-dart leg but just didn't quite get it done. So, unfortunately... Yeah, Damien Hedder, yeah. I have to give credit to Martin Lukeman, though. He then went on and averaged 87 against MVG. And, yeah, Damien Hedder can beat MVG. We all know that. Uh, Carl Sedlacek, he made it through to, I think, a quarterfinal. Had a good run, a great run by him. A bit of an unknown. A lot of the European guys are a bit of an unknown, but there's a lot of great darts players over on the Euro Tour. So it's great to see some of those guys. But, uh, yeah, he had to beat Adrian Lewis, Chris Dobie, Jose D'Souza, and he put up a great fight against Rob Cross. Uh, Daryl Gurney made a semi-final. He had a ripper of a quarter-final versus Johnny Clayton, the last leg decider. Took out one, two, four with Clayton waiting on double 12, and that was on the bullseye. So well done to Daryl Gurney. Now, we do have some issues with book space, but uh, 
Yeah, he had to beat some tough opponents. He took on Luke Humphreys, Joe Cullen as well, and but Rob Cross was just just too good in the semi final. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, good to see Daryl Kearney, Daryl Gurney playing well. Uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, he also made a semi-final. A good weekend for him. Match of the tournament, the semi-final versus MVG. Besides that, Damon Hedder versus Martin Lukeman. I know that's my Aussie hat on for everyone, but uh, that's that's just the way it was. That was such a quality game, 108 average, 204. You don't see that very often. But, yeah, so Dimitri Vandenberg, Michael Van Gerwen, it was a beauty. Both averaged 100, four 180s to Vandenberg, both about 35% on the checkout. So it was tight and tense with some, still some good finishing there. But, um, yeah, just couldn't quite finish the job. He missed three darts at double 14 in that deciding leg to win, and then MVG came through and took it. The final of this was brilliant, though. Rob Cross started well, got himself 4-1 up, and it was just all MVG from there. 104 average to Cross, 101. 50% doubles for MVG. He had two pegs of 100, and he went the brilliant way. 20, single 20 for tops, tops. That's just ridiculous. I love it. I mean, they practice tops a lot. Everyone, you've got to be good at a double, double 20, which is what we call tops. So... That's why a lot of them do that because, yeah, you, you do have to be good. And if you can get it in, you're not blocking yourself. It's quite a wide bed. Well, they're all the same size, but you know what I mean? Once you're up at the top there, if you're in, you've got plenty of room and it's very difficult to block the entire bed. So, And if you do go tops, tops with two darts left and you hit the 20, well, then all you've got to do is hit a single 20 anyway. So it's good all round, that one. Um, they both had an 11-dart leg. There was plenty of 12-dart legs. But as I said, as I said the same with Daryl Gurney. It was just great to see Rob Cross and Daryl Gurney play well. Dimitri Vandenberg, we know he's there or thereabouts. He's not far off. So, yeah, but Daryl Gurney and Rob Cross both needed a lift, and they got it. Now the issue is look out for MVG. He is going to be... Up and about now. It's that's two Premier League nights in a row, a Euro tour. If not for a brilliant performance by Damon Hedda, you know, the UK Open could also be in his pocket. He's back to number three in the world after that performance. He's moved his way back up. So yeah, just looking good for MVG. Is it the beginning of the return? Time will tell. Even if it is, you know, like the talent there. In darts is fantastic, and the top guys are not going to allow what used to happen to happen. So even if he's dominating, there's still Gerwin Price, there's still Peter Wright in his form, Dimitri Vandenberg on his day. Rob Cross could probably have performed a bit better in the final of that one to to make it a bit more of a contest. But, yeah, well, it's just interesting to see. But we all love to watch. He's so good to watch when he's on fire, Michael Van Gerwen. So I hope it is his return to brilliant form. All right, so the women's series was played. Now, I don't, I picked a Lisa Ashton quadruple, but, uh, yeah, she's almost done it. She's gone to treble, and Fallon Cherick has won 1-1. But uh, 
Lisa Ashton, she won event one. This is crazy. They start off with 128, I'm pretty sure. So similar to the players' championship events, but they're playing two a day. That's so much darts. But the fantastic news is that all this is streamed on PDC TV. And all the stream games generally find their way to YouTube afterwards. So have a look at that. Get on YouTube and look at some of those darts. And there's some brilliant darts being played. Like Lisa Ashton is phenomenal. She is so good. I think she's got definitely got Fallon Cherrick covered at the moment. Probably plays a bit more than Fallon, I reckon. But who knows? Uh, but, yeah, so across six matches – Lisa Ashton on event one. She's just dropped seven legs. Took the final 5-2 over Rian Griffiths. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. R-H-I-A-N. Rian, Ryan, doubt it. But yeah, Griffiths. And that's after a semi-final 5-1 win over Lorraine Winstanley, who was basically in every semi-final of every event. So fantastic. Uh, she beat Lisa Ashton. She beat Fallon in the semi-final of event two five four, and beat Robin Byrne five three in the final. She looks like she can throw a pretty good dart. So yeah, that's the double on Saturday. Went two wins, two events in two days in one day. Uh, Fallon took event three. Lisa Ashton lost in round two of that one. So a bit of a bit of a surprise there. But yeah, Fallon took out the whole event. She beat win. Uh, Lorraine wins Stanley in the semi, and it says 5-4 win over Ash in the final, but that's not the case. So that's some mistake by me. I better get that up to have a look at who actually won, and we'll come back and fix our mistakes. But yeah, event four, another semi-final for Win Stanley. She was basically in every semi-final, and she's looking pretty good herself, even though she hasn't won. But yeah... If you're going to make finals, at least semi-finals every other every other day, or basically every day this time, it's not even every other day. That's how well she's going. You're going to be up there. Uh, Lisa Ashton had a five-three win over Kirsty Hutchinson, and that was <clears throat> I haven't watched that one yet, but that's supposed to be an absolutely fantastic performance. So we'll have a look at that one and get back to you in not too long of a time. All right, so Fallon Cherrick in the semi-final of event three. Sorry, not the semi-final, the final. She beat Joanne Locke 5-3, not Lisa Ashton. So we've given Lisa Ashton a bit too much credit there. But, yeah, took out uh, 5-4 in the final the next day. I've watched that one for sure, and Fallon Cherrick got out to a 3-1 lead, I'm pretty sure, and then Lisa Ashton has come back to win 5-4. And in stunning fashion, there were some brilliant darts in that one. Those two can throw a good dart. Don't you worry about that. So the top two in the Women's Order of Merit make the Grand Slam and the Worlds, World Championships. But excitingly, this year, the top eight will play the Women's World Match Play. And that'll be played, I'm not sure which day. I'll double-check that. I should have all this written down. But it'll be one of the afternoon sessions before the men's, probably before the men's final or the semi-final. But they're definitely setting aside some time, so that's fantastic. That is just going to be absolutely massive for the girls to get up there, the women to get up there and strut their stuff and get a lot of their names out there. Like, we know a lot of the names. We know Fallon, Lorraine, Win Stanley, Eileen DeGraff. Dina Hedman didn't play in this one. Kirsty Hutchinson, Anastasia Dubrovislova. There's a lot of them, so we know a lot of their names. Hopefully we can get a few more 
ones that we haven't seen before up there. As I said, there was a, a brilliant performance from Kirsty Hutchinson, so hopefully we get to see her up there and playing good darts. Uh, Rian Griffiths had a pretty good weekend. So did Robin Burns. Like a lot of names, a lot of dart players that we're going to see at the match play, and it's going to be hard to see anyone other than Fallon Sherrick and Lisa Ashton being those top two. Um, so we'll have a little bit of a look at the women's order of merit now just to get a bit of an understanding of the who is in those top eight positions because, as I said, it's just going to be very difficult to see anyone getting anywhere ahead of those two because they just keep making final after final after final. So Lisa Ashton is number one on 3,000 pounds. Fallon Sherrick is 750 behind on 2250. Rianne Griffiths and Lorraine Wynn-Stanley both equal third on 1100. Eileen de on 900 pound is in fifth and a three-way tie for six makes up the top eight with on 750 pounds is Joanne Locke, Chloe O'Brien, Robin Byrne. So all that's from one day. So that's pretty good going. Uh, so a weekend, sorry. So 750 pound in a weekend is fantastic all the way up to Lisa Ashton who's won 3,000 pound. That's your top eight. Uh, so there's quite a few right there behind, so right through to, I think, looks like equal 10th. So ninth is Jane Densley on 650, 10th, Kirsty Hutchison, 550, Maria O'Brien, who made a semifinal on 550. They're all right in the running to get up to that 750 mark pretty easily next time around. So, yeah, it's good to see them up there playing. We're going to flick back to the Premier League table and top spot, MVG on 14 points. Second spot, equal second spot is Peter Wright and Johnny Clayton on 10 points. Fourth is Gerwin Price, equal points with James Wade in fifth on seven. Joe Cullen, five, hasn't won a point for a little bit now. And besides the two that he got, he got two points for the one against Gerwin. Uh, Michael Smith on five points after starting to get on a roll now. Gary Anderson back on two points. So it'll heat up very quickly. As I said, MVG, there's a chance he runs away now and goes absolutely crazy, but hopefully not getting too far ahead. As I said, we love to see MVG play that well, but we don't want domination. We want to see tight contests. Uh, James Wade, look out for him. Night six coming up. Michael Smith versus James Wade, the same side of the draw as MVG and Gerwin Price, so that's a cracker. Hopefully, Michael uh, Gerwin Price is back up and running. The other side of the draw, Gary Anderson versus Johnny Clayton, Joe Cullen versus Peter Wright. So could be a tough night at the office for Joe Cullen, but hopefully he performs well. Um, So my fantasy team from there. Now, I still have – I've got Gerwin Price, Johnny Clayton – and Gary Anderson. I've got to play the percentages here. I want to pick who I think is going to make the final from each side of the draw. I'm not even sure how many transfers you can have. I'll have to keep keep an eye on that. And, yeah, and I want a semi-finalist. The more they play, the more chance at points. So from one side of the draw, I think it's going to be Peter Wright. I think he'll have a night, a good night and make a final. Although Johnny and Gaz 
can both do it and I've really got to take away my Johnny Clayton, Gary Anderson hat sometimes. But at the same time, you can only have one player ranked one to three, which with the ranking changes, we'll just bring that up too. I'm about 99% sure MVG has pushed his way back to third. So you could have easily gone for MVG as well to have MVG in the side as well as Snakebite would have been fantastic. But I don't think I can do that. I need help here. Everyone needs to help me out. So, yeah, there is changes. So it's Peter Wright, Gerwin Price, Michael Van Gerwen, Michael Smith, 1-4. to four. James Wade, Gary Anderson, Jose D'Souza, Dimitri Vandenberg has pushed ahead of Johnny Clayton at the moment. So Johnny Clayton is ranked ninth. So if you look at the, each side of the draw, I think I ranked one spot because I think that Johnny and Gary are due for a big night. I probably won't have Peter Wright in my side. And with Gerwin Price being potentially still injured, I think I'm going to trade in MVG for Gerwin Price. Now, that leaves two players besides Gerwin Price and Snakebite to pick to make their finals as well. Gary is versing Johnny, so I've got to take one of them out. I might leave Johnny in and trade for James Wade, who's playing Michael Smith, or I could go with Michael Smith. But I think I'll go James Wade because he just gets so many ton-plus checkouts and that is worth points. But we don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? As I said, there was just a ridiculous amount of darts. The Players' Championship events should be back on next week, so you'll have the... Night six of the Premier League. Can't believe we're at night six, and I'm excited for what night eight has to bring. Uh, night eight being where the whole rankings get played out in a sort of like a seeded tournament. Uh, so you'll have one v, should be one v eight, two v seven, three v six, four v five, to see how everyone's ranking up. And yeah, so that'll be very interesting. I can't wait for that night. That's going to be. Fantastic. But, yeah, that night coming up, night six, and then you've got, yeah, the Players' Championship actions back at the Barnsley Metrodome over the weekend. So they're always exciting as well because we do get Gordon Mathers, Simon Whitlock playing, joining Damon Hedder and getting some wins on the board, hopefully. So you've got back-to-back weekends of, of the same thing happening. So you've got... Premier League Thursday, then you've got Players' Championship 5 and 6 over the weekend. Next Thursday, Premier League Night 7. Thursday for them, Friday for us, and Players' Championship 7 and 8 on the weekend. And it continues rolling along like that for a little bit. So you've got Players' Premier League Night 8, Players' Championship 9 and 10 at the start of April. And then we may even have... No, so there's a Players' Championship 10 and 11 played on the 2nd and the 3rd of April. Must be like an Easter classic. Yeah, so there's just darts coming left, right and centre. There's so much coming up. But anyway, enjoy that. And tomorrow we're going to have a look at the DPA action. Get involved. Have a listen because there was just some fantastic stuff going on. I said in my Facebook post, as much as there was some dominance by MVG and Lisa Ashton over the weekend in the PDC, Raymond Smith had a dominant weekend in the DPA. It was still exciting as all hell. But 
yeah, have a listen. Tell me what you think. And good night all.